The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com bizbait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com mark one sportfishing.com my favorite walleye charter on lake erie and bayzedge.com the most luxurious townhomes and the only place you'll ever want to stay on your next trip to lake erie This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Well, I hope you're ready to enjoy today's show and follow me into the great outdoors. On this week's Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we're going to hear from Dan Skinner. He is the state of Illinois Wildlife Program Manager for Deer, Turkey, and Squirrels. (laughs) That's an interesting title if I've ever heard one. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about all of the different changes in for the uh, people that are hunting state areas uh, with the coronavirus and, you know, uh, social distancing mask and a few other things, uh, uh, depending, especially for the the shotgun deer hunting that's going to happen. And I think, uh, I can't remember how many sites in the state of Illinois, but we'll learn all about that from him. And then uh, we're going to hear from Chase Rockstead, who will be uh, coming on to tell us about how he caught that new lake record walleye at Shabinaw and really how long he really, really, really had to work to try to get that, to save that fish and get it back going. And we'll hear the whole story from him and how that works out. Okay, and then uh, in our last segment, as always, <laughs> the most popular thing in Chauncey's Great Outdoors, we're going to be having the Aiden Fishing Report. That's my grandson's fishing report that I don't read it right until we're, the show is going on. And so it's you're getting pure little kid fishing report. The kid is funnier than you know what. Uh, and then uh, we're going to be trying to get some other fishing reports, maybe some outdoor news. And then we're going to, you know, try to get you some more information. And remember to tell all of your friends to tune in and listen to us for free on our ESPN Chicago app. That's right. It's a free download. And to like us at Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. 
Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Waterworks knows you're the boater looking for adventure, and you will trailer your boat with that Mercury motor all over the Midwest in the fall. From fall color tours down the Illinois and Mississippi rivers to fishing those great spots in southern Illinois, Kentucky Lake, and more, Waterworks knows you will travel for that special outdoor experience. Let Waterworks check out your boat, Mercury Motor, and trailer before your next fall color or fishing trip. Remember, there's only one place to take your boat, Mercury Motor, and the trailer to have them looked at by a true professional service crew. That's Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314 580 2577 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Don't just make your next walleye trip to Lake Erie just another trip. Make it a Bay's Edge and Mark 1 Sport Fishing Charter walleye trip with world-class fishing and luxurious lodging to meet your family and group demands. You can rent a modern three-bedroom townhouse that includes towels, linens, a fully equipped kitchen, two baths, a gas grill, a washer and dryer, and more. Then set out on a trip with Mark 1 Charters and be part of the best walleye fishing in years on Lake Erie with everything provided. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to baysedge.com or mark1sportfishing.com. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. 
You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Hey there, fellas. We got the day off. What you want to do? They want to stay home and cut the grass? No. Let's go out to the junkyard and watch the bumpers run. Well, let's go fishing. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors and on the phone with me, yep, he's right there. We've got Dan Skinner who is the, ready for this title? I love it, I love it, I love it. He is the Forest Wildlife Program Manager for Deer, Turkey and Squirrels for the state of Illinois. (laughs) Dan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Dan, with this whole pandemic, COVID, et cetera, the state wants us to get out and enjoy the outdoors. They want us to go fishing. They want us to get hunting. But we've had to establish a couple of new rules for deer hunting at some state sites, haven't we? We have. And, and like you said, we're still, we want everybody out there hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, our... Our revenue depends on it. We want people buying these licenses and buying these permits so we can use that money to do good things for wildlife. Mm-hmm. But we have made a couple changes on state sites regarding deer hunting this fall. Yeah. Now, this is, it's all of deer hunting, not just, it's for, you know, uh, shotgun, muzzle loading, uh, archery, etc. These changes mm-hmm. do apply to all of those mm-hmm. seasons. Um, just, however, the way that they're set up and the way that our participation is, the most changes are going to be noticed during that firearm season, our traditional seven-day firearm season. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, because when are most people out? I mean, you know, and they're out in the state areas. Deer hunters, you're kind of a little bit on your own, because I've done that. Yeah, you know, I need to get back to it. Uh, you're a little bit more off on your own, but, you know, the, the the shotgun season is when you really get the people on the state areas. And the people who, who say that, you know, this isn't coming from Dan, this is coming from Chauncey, everybody that there are no deer on these state areas, that's okay. More for me. <laughs> because I've seen some of the biggest bucks. Uh, I shot my first deer with a, an arrow on a state area. Uh, I've been pheasant hunting and cried when I'm seeing a 10 or 14 point buck run past me. Uh, so there's a lot of quality deer on these areas, but just you and the state and everybody wants us to do it safely. That's the big key, right? You're right. We're concerned about safety of hunters, and we're concerned about safety of our of our employees, of the site staff on these public hunting areas. Mm-hmm. One of the first things is, I used to be able to stand by hunt, and I remember I told you about the story about how I was number twelve in line. I still got my deer, but I was number twelve in line. I didn't think I was going to get out. But now you can. What's the rule on standby hunting on these state areas this year? For this year, we're going to forego standby hunting on our state sites. So there will be no standby deer hunting on state sites this fall. Mm. So it, the hunting opportunity this year is going to be limited to people that already have a permit in hand when the season starts. Now we have something like 240 public hunting areas in the state. Mm-hmm. Maybe 200 of those allow deer hunting, have a deer hunting program. 
And there's about 20 that, that offer standby hunting. So the majority of our sites, standby hunting is, it doesn't go on anyway. Yeah. You know, either, either there's no standby hunting at all or it's, it's open to anybody that has a county permit. But on these, like I said, there's about 20 sites where we do standby deer hunting. And we do that for a couple reasons. Number one is to fill in for somebody that doesn't show up. So let's say we have a site that's got a site quota of 20 and 1,800 show up that morning. Traditionally, if that site was open to standby hunting, we would allow two people to go in right away and fill those other spots. And the other thing that standby hunting could allow for is to fill in behind a hunter that was a field but harvested a deer. So, you know, we had 20 hunters out in the field this morning. Five of them have already harvested a deer. We're going to send five more in behind them. So that is really what we're talking about here. It's it's taking away just the standby opportunity this year, but but allowing people that already have a permit to come out and hunt and allowing people to come out and hunt those sites that you can just get by with, uh, in the case of archery, just with your statewide archery permit or in a firearm season with your county-specific permit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, um, and it's very interesting the way you, you said it just now, that we have X number of, uh, you know, 220 places across the state, public hunting areas for deer, but really only a small number of them are had that standby line. Didn't know that. Wow. That was interesting. See, you learn something new every day, Dan. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> the other thing is when hunters... Not yeah, even fishermen a little bit, but you know, hunters really because you you pull into a parking lot, you're going to go hunt this area and stuff like that. You really need to be conscious of social distancing and safety when you're li- literally in a parking lot or walking up to another hunter, right? You do. You know, when you think of it, and and I've heard people saying that this year, <laughs> hunting really is it's it's one of the ultimate social distancing activities, right? Mm-hmm. You you go out. You've got your stuff. You park, and then you're trying to get away from everybody. You just want to see, be out there in nature, and try and find the game you're going after. In this case, you know deer. So, generally speaking, hunters are great at social distancing. That's kind of the whole point of going out there and doing it. But in these standby situations, those are some places where we identified the potential for for um, for some disease, some COVID issues, mm. right? You've got a group of people gathered around uh, a maintenance building or a side office or a check station at 4.30 in the morning when it's dark and everybody's cold and, and huddled together trying to figure out where they're going to be in, in that standby line or mm-hmm. if their number's going to be drawn. So, so those, are, those are things that hunters need to be aware of. Even when they're pulling in, maybe, maybe they still have to check in at their site or they're going to sign in at a clipboard or or wait instruction from site staff on, on where they need to go park. Mm-hmm. When you're around the other hunters and, and around DNR site staff, that's when you just need to be cognizant of those, of those good social distancing things we've been practicing uh, what seems like all year now. Hmm. Now, one of the things is, uh, and you just mentioned, it, you know, <laughs> and I'm, all right, we all get out there, you know, and even though you drove yourself or you may have a friend with you uh, and he's going to hunt that, not next to you, but in the area, but you're in a parking lot and 
you know, waiting for, you know, early morning and whatever, and you start drinking your cup of coffee and then a couple other people show up. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, oh, you know. But, you know, if, if you drink your coffee, you pick up your mask, take a sip of coffee, and put the mask back on. It's really important to keep that mask over your face. Even though you're outside, you, you, know, you, you wind up being close to the people in the parking lot to talk to. And I think that's something that you really have to be aware of. That, you know, that social distancing that even though you're outside, still, you know, pull the mask down. You, you, you can't, you're not going to be drinking the coffee because it's too hot coming out of your Stanley's thermos. So <laughs> you got to let it chill down a little bit. But, and they'll hear you. It's no problem with it. Yes, you're outside, but it's just being safe. And I really want to mean, I just mean that. It's, we're trying to be safe for everybody. And that's a really important thing uh, when you're going to be out, you know, doing deer hunting in one of the state areas this year if you're one of the lucky people that have a permit for them <clears throat> you can still get permits for state areas can't you at this point um our permits if you've got them through the through the first second or third lottery mm-hmm. then then you've got them but our state areas unlike our counties our leftover permits do not go over the counter in those situations oh, so oh. at this point if you've got a state the permit for a state site you've got it and if you don't have one you're not going to get one for this fall oh okay with that said what what we are looking into is um we're hoping to have some changes in place for next year that are going to give the department that ability so after the third lottery if we still have some leftover Mm -hmm. special permits for 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 certain sites we would like the ability to be able to sell those over the counter so you go down to your local sporting goods store your local gas station and, and pick one up that way that ability does not currently exist in our system, but but like I said, that is something that we're looking into for hopefully next year and, and years after that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to say, whether you're turkey hunting or, uh, well, not so much turkey, but I used to love when you go out deer hunting, you know, you, you go to the check-in station and you see people bringing in the deer, you talk to the biologist looking for the glands. and I mean, it's just so much fun to watch the circus that's going on, you know, and everybody, you know, somebody pulls out a big tent pointer. Oh, everybody's got to look at it and take photos and stuff. But this year they're even looking at, you know, trying to do a couple of things that make it safer once again uh, with uh, checking in your deer, right? So we're hoping to have some more information out to the public on what check stations may look like this year in those, um, in those CWD counties. And that's, you know, so we've got two separate kind of issues when it comes to check stations. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say issues. I say we have we have two separate types of check stations. Yeah. You have some state sites in which hunters are required to come in and, and check their deer maybe with site staff yeah. before they leave, just so the site staff knows. But then the much more well-attended check stations and the check stations that most people are familiar with um, are in our chronic waste and disease positive counties in northern Illinois in which hunters are required to physically come by, present their deer during the seven days of the firearm seasons. So we are proposing some changes at those at those check stations. And like I said, we don't have those details right now, but we hope very soon, hopefully within the next few days, to get those out to everybody. Oh, cool. That's... Because, it, it, you know, it's, <laughs> it's 2020. Um, um so much can change, and so much, so much has changed this year that we're trying to 
get those together and get them out to people pretty soon. <laughs> so much has changed. I wish people could see me shaking my head and just giving it <laughs> dropped. Yeah, so much has changed. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how's the deer herd looking for Illinois this year? Pretty good, I think, isn't it? So we don't have any major concerns this year. We have uh, very few reports of hemorrhagic disease, mm-hmm. so blue tongue or EHD right. came in this year, so that, that's always a good thing. Generally speaking, those hemorrhagic diseases can have, they can certainly have a short-term impact on a population, but we don't see them limiting populations long-term. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the state in general, the way we do it here in Illinois is we essentially manage each county individually. So we have a 102 counties in the state of Illinois. We have 102 different population objectives for those counties. And so we each, each county is kind of managed on its own on its own merits and its own data mm-hmm. so to speak so the biggest way we can control those changes in harvest you know if we've got a county that we want to get some more harvest in or or somewhere where maybe we're a little bit below objective and we'd like to boost that population is through is through quotas either sex and antlerless only quotas mm-hmm. but Generally speaking, um, from from last year to this year, so from the 2019-2020 hunting season to the 2020-2021 hunting seasons, we made very few adjustments in our in our quotas. And so hmm. we'll uh, we'll see how harvest goes after this year and make assessments next spring and next summer. Yeah, and as but long as there we, are no major yeah no major problems, as long as we don't come through a bad winter. <clears throat> you know, and the herd does quite well. They're able to find food and shelter. Then it's just going to be another great near the year after. You know, it's just, it, it continues to get better with these milder winters. That's all I know. Well, you know, Dan, yeah, generally speaking, yeah, I was going to say, generally speaking in Illinois with these, you know, we've got an agriculture dominated landscape. Mm-hmm. Food availability is, is way up. And our, our winters are, are, Generally speaking, they're not very severe, especially like you said with with warming with warming winters, with warming climate. Uh-huh. Um, we don't see really hard winters as a limiting factor in our populations like you would in in some of the northern areas, northern states. And let me tell you, there's uh, many areas throughout the state of Illinois. Whether you're hunting in Northwest Illinois or down in the you know the the central of Illinois with the farm fields or state areas up up north and northeast Illinois or you get into the Shawnee National Forest. Illinois, I think a lot of people would be surprised at how many people plan to come deer hunting in Illinois and some of the biggest, you know, down off the, uh, the Illinois River. Uh, there are some counties down there that just constantly are giving up huge bucks. So Illinois is really a, a deer hunting destination that you may not think of, but it's right in our own backyard. It is. You know, it, um, mm-hmm. it used to be back in the 1990s, you know, you'd hear about the Golden Triangle, and you, you, you couldn't open a hunting magazine or watch a show on TV without hearing about some of these counties in western western Illinois mm-hmm. and their ability to produce these, these big bucks. And that, you know, that reputation has kind of stuck around. And so you're right. When people from out of state think about traveling to a, to a whitetail hunt in the Midwest, mm-hmm. Illinois is still one of the states that's 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 popping up in conversation. Yeah. 
Well, and every so often I see that 14-point buck about a block away from my house in the forest preserves. <laughs> and he knows he's safe. <laughs> well, Dan, I want to say thank you for coming on and talking to us about all the, the small changes, but healthy changes that we're going to do if you're going to be hunting some state areas for deer this uh, fall. You know, Okay. All right. It was my pleasure. Thank you. All right. That's Dan Skinner, everybody. He's a really an interesting individual who uh, has got his finger on the deer, turkeys, and squirrel populations because he's our wildlife program manager for the state of Illinois. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Fire Stick TV. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by DiamondGhostCharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Somebody say, hey, we want some crappie! Hey, we want some crappie! Let me hear you say, hey, we want some crappie! Hi, this is Skeet Reese, and you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey, we want some crappie! 
everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, yep, yep, yep we, we have a new member of the Fat Walleye Club. <laughs> we have Chase Rockstead. Chase, thanks for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. My friend, you were out at Shabinaw Lake in, what was that, October 12th? Yeah, 12th, on the, on the 12th. And uh, you were fishing with some of your buddies, which is always a good thing to do. I mean, you know, you, you can't, you know, it's no fun fishing alone, is it? No, not always. Sometimes it is, but usually not. Right, exactly. And, you know, Shabinaw is one of the lakes in uh, northern Illinois. Uh, it's about an hour west of Chicago. It's on my top 10 list of lakes because the area is exceptionally clean. Uh, the people who manage the park make sure that everything is, you know, properly taken care of. You got a restaurant, you got a bait shop. It's real easy to get to. But I always said that Shabinaw Lake was a lake that was made for fish, not the fishermen, because there's an awful lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's... Uh... There's plenty of opportunities to lose your lures in that lake, for sure. You know, I always wanted to get the DNR to let me go in there with scuba tanks, and I figured I could make a couple of grand in lures there stuck on the bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you could. You could retire early, for sure. Yeah. Before we talk to, tell people what you caught, uh, you fish some walleye tournaments, is that correct? I do, yes. Which ones? I... Um, Mainly fish the IWT, which is the Illinois Walleye Trail. Mm -hmm. I do the MWC when it comes to the Illinois River, Ooh. Uh, which is usually in the spring. Mm -hmm. um, this year that ended up getting canceled and rescheduled for last weekend. Yep. Just, just got done with that one. Um, I do a little bit of the Watt, which is the Walleye Anglers Trail on the Mississippi River. And uh, this year was my first year doing the World Walleye Association, which is on the Fox Chain of Lakes. And I do several um, club tournaments on Mississippi River and Illinois River. And then I just do some random ones that pop up, like Lake Toshkanon, the Rock River, mm -hmm. kind of all over the area within, you know, I'd say an hour and a half, two hours of Shabana. Okay. Right. So I mean, you know, you you you're well versed at fishing these. So you're out fishing with your buddies, and um, yep. What I picked up on what I read about you was that you were fishing with, got you know some of either not all of them, but you know a couple of them were novices, right? Yes. Okay. And what were you trying to do? Just get them excited about fishing? Yeah. I mean, uh, we. We've gone out a few times, and it's, it's pretty hit or miss. We've gone to a few different places, and, you know, a couple times we did okay, and then other times, you know, it was tougher. So mm -hmm. uh, one of them actually called me while I was driving home from work and wanted to see if I wanted to go out to the lake for a little while when I got home. And really wasn't really wasn't feeling it, but we decided to give it a shot and not really expecting to catch a whole lot because it was real windy and the weather just come through uh, with some rain and stuff. And, mm -hmm. We gave it a shot, and the first spot we stopped at, we caught a few smaller ones and lost a few fish in between, and we were going to give it a few more minutes, and if we didn't catch any more, we were going to go um, switch spots and do a little trolling. And um, 
the other two hadn't got any bites, so I gave one of them the rod that I was using and caught the smaller ones on and just tied on uh, the same lure with uh, in a different color and on another rod and started casting that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were basically just trying to, I was trying to, you know, get them to catch some fish. Yeah, because, you know. Have some fun, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, I always tell people, if you're teaching someone to catch fish and you're, they catch a fish, the excitement they have makes you feel like this, you get that whole excitement back because they caught the fish, but you helped them catch the fish, so you're excited that they caught the fish. Exactly, <laughs> and coming kind of from a little bit of a tournament background, I, I'm I'm just as happy netting a fish as I am reeling one in. Mm-hmm. So now you're out there. Like you get them in the boat, right? You're cast. And what was the lure that you were casting again? Uh, we were mostly casting. Uh, actually, the baits that we're working that we were using were the uh, jigging wraps. Jigging wraps, right? The jigging and, wraps. And uh, we were casting those and vertical jigging them a little bit. Now. The other question was, were you in boat or on shore? We were in a boat. Okay, okay. I, I, I thought you were, but I just wanted to clarify for people when they say, well, were they on shore? But <laughs> Yeah, no, we were, we were in the boat. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you cast out there, you hit that jigging ramp, and all of a sudden, your rod goes thump. Right? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, it's actually kind of funny because... Uh, this particular spot we're fishing, there's a big, uh, I'm pretty sure it was placed there on purpose for, uh, for structure. Mm-hmm. There's a big tree, which I know is there. I mean, I kind of got a mental note of where it is. And we hadn't found it yet, luckily. Usually you find it with uh, about 30 or $40 worth of jigging reps. But mm. yep. we hadn't found it yet. <laughs> and at this point in time... Like I said, we were giving it a little bit longer, and then we were going to move and try something totally different. Mm-hmm. And I said, "All right, one more cast, we'll, and then we'll, you know, we'll move on." I make this cast, and I get almost all the way back to the boat, and I know I'm getting pretty close to this tree or brush pile, whatever it is. I'm pretty sure it's a tree. But anyways, I go, I go to rip the rip the bait. You know, I'm working it. I go to rip it, and I I feel it smack into the log. I let it down, and the very next time I went to rip it up, I just felt this huge just thump. I knew instantly it was a fish. And um, the best the best part about this whole story is the whole time, and it was it was in deep water. Um, we were in I don't know about twenty three feet of water. Ooh. The whole time I'm reeling this fish in, I. I was assuming it was a catfish. I could feel it rolling. It just didn't feel right, and there was way too much weight there to be a walleye. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of not disappointed, but I'm just trying to, you know, get it into the boat and see what it is. And anyways, when I get it, get it to about halfway in, I, I could kind of feel what felt like line rubbing on teeth. So then I'm like, well, maybe this is a, you know, a decent sized muskie, um, just because of the size and the weight and how it was going and then so we weren't sure what it was and anyways when it finally did surface it came up sideways and it was just bare barely hooked right on the corner of the mouth and (laughs) my net man kind of froze when he saw it so did i i mean i was in complete shock when i saw this thing Mm -hmm. i I thought it was a lot bigger than it was when it initially came up Mm -hmm. but anyways 
I had to grab the net from my guy because he, he kind of froze up a little bit. And somehow, miraculously, I without losing it, how crazy lightly this fish was hooked. I mean, just barely on a little thread of skin. I was able to get it in the net, and the second that thing slid into the net, the hook flew out and into the boat. No. A complete miracle that it even made it to the boat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a feeling it was big enough to be the lake record. I knew it was somewhere around 10 pounds mm-hmm. previously. And after measuring it and seeing it was actually, when we initially measured it, I don't know if it was the excitement or whatever. It was like right around 30 and a half inches. And I thought, yeah, it's long, but it's real. It's pretty skinny. And it, it, it's a it's a good size fish, yeah. uh, thickness-wise. But it didn't have that big gut like they would normally have in the fall. It's a little, little on the early side for them to really start, you know, fattening up. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, uh, we might be right there at like 10 and a half pounds give or take a little bit, and then um, so I threw it in live ball, and I called my buddy Quint over at the Lakeside Bait and Tackle there to see if he was still in. I wanted to get a picture and weigh it, and he had already left. He, was, uh, he said, I'll be there in a few minutes, just head on over there. So I threw it in the live ball and turned the pumps on and went over to the dock until he got the scale set up for us, and we weighed it real quick. And it ended up weighing a lot more than I thought at 1165. <laughs> and uh, he, he confirmed it was well over the previous lake record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty cool feeling once once we knew for sure. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I could just, I wish I had a camera because I mentally can see the, the fish touching the net. The lure comes flying back into the boat. Everybody's looking at each other, and the fish is still in the net. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually, initially, I wasn't 100% sure it made it into the net. because it, it took a run on me right as it came up, mm-hmm. right as I was going to scoop it. And, I, you know, I didn't have a lot of power in the one hand trying to do the net with one and hold the rod with the other. Right. So I kind of netted it underwater a little ways, and... Once I pulled the net up a little bit and saw that it was in there, it was a huge relief. Huge relief. I was. I. I cannot believe to this very minute that that thing made it into the net. That's amazing. That is amazing. And- <laughs> you know, I, I've got to tell you something, Chase. You telling that story just the way you did is probably one of the best descriptions that anyone has ever been on my show in 21 years and said this is what happened. I mean, anybody listening could just close, any fisherman can close their eyes and go, ah, oh, ah, like that. <laughs> there was a lot of that going on, that's for sure. Oh, my. Especially once we realized what we had, mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was a pretty intense couple, it felt like a couple minutes. It might have only been seconds, I don't know, but. That's amazing. It, was, uh, it actually ended up being the longest while I have ever caught. I do have one a little heavier. Mm-hmm. Actually, quite a bit heavier but it was uh it was a very intense little bit of time there once we saw what it was and like i said i thought it was a lot bigger than it actually was i was thinking man that might be close to the that might be getting close to the state record Mm -hmm. uh 
Well, it ended up being nowhere near. Yeah, the like, state uh, record's like 15, I think. Somewhere. Yeah, I, I think I want to say it's like 15-3, if I remember right. Yeah, you know, state record is basically a big, fat walleye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh, my be a gosh. a very, very hard one to beat. Well, you know, that's one of those fish that I'm glad you caught it with your buddies who you're teaching a fish because now they got the bug even worse because they called you today. Hey, well, let's go fishing, you know. Um, you know, yeah. they're, they're going to push that effort on you. But the other thing, too, is I says you probably, after it was all done, you're driving home, he goes, why couldn't I get one of them on during a tournament? <laughs> yeah, you know how many times I've said that to a few people today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's one we needed uh, last weekend. That would have been that would have been nice, oh, okay. but it never happens that way. Okay, and uh, the, the, the 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 fish is uh, you, you brought the fish home, and uh, I'm, I'm sure you will pay the proper homage to it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've had a lot of people ask, um, "What did I do with the fish?" Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I mentioned earlier, we were fishing pretty deep water and never once crossed my mind until I saw it that it was a big walleye like that. So I, yeah. I didn't really take my time with it. And, um, I spent a very good amount of time trying to get the fish revived to take off to where mm-hmm. I felt comfortable that it would live. And after probably close to 40 minutes between in the live well with the pumps on and, working them in the water, trying to get a, get her to go swim away. Uh, she she went belly up on me twice, and I really did not want to see it become eagle food and just go to waste, so I decided I might as well keep it and put it on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. you, you, put, you put the I, effort I, in to revive it. You put the effort in, Chase, to revive it, and that's yeah. what that... What, and you know what? It, just that you wanted to release it, I think, is an absolute fantastic, you know, credit to you as a sportsman that, you know, here's this, you know, new state, re- uh, new record for Shabanaw Lake. Uh, it's not a state record, but it's a record for Shabanaw Lake. And, you know, you yep. wanted to release it. So that's fantastic. You did so well. Absolutely. This, yeah. this fish right here out of that body of water, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my next biggest walleye out of that lake, isn't even half of that weight. This is like this is a unicorn for there, and I, I wanted nothing more than to see it swim away. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with it, I mean, she just she didn't have the will to go. No, I gave it everything I had to try to get her to go, mm-hmm. and I did not. I didn't want to see. I didn't want to find out on Facebook the next day or something, somebody take a picture of this big floating dead walleye yeah. half eaten by raccoons by, you know, by morning or whatever. <laughs> so I, I decided, uh, I guess I'll keep it and put it on the wall. Well, if anybody wants to see the fish, I'm, I've got the picture of you and the fish on my Facebook page here. Uh, so after, when they're listening to the show, if they go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors, they'll see you and the fish. And I just wanted to say congratulations. Thank you so much for coming on and telling that story of catching. Now, give me the size of it again. L- length? It was uh, 30, just just over 31 inches. And it was 11.65 pounds on the certified scale at the bait shop. Just, and the girth was 19 and a half. That's, a, that's a still a good-looking fish. And remember, there are no fish in Illinois. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know how many times I've heard that about shabbing a lake. It's, mm-hmm. 
it's, it's incredible how many times, and it is a tough lake. It's very humbling, but yeah. there are there are some very good fish in there if you put your time in. You you can find them. Yeah. Well, cool. Once again, thanks, Chase. Thanks so much for coming on. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Oh, I I just and uh, like I said, it's just it's so much fun. With everyone we're talking with uh, Chase Rockstead, uh, who caught this massive walleye, new uh, record for Shabanaw Lake. Uh, 31 inch, a little over 31 inches, just fantastic thing. As they say in the south side, you did good, my friend. You did good. <laughs> All right, buddy. I try. Take care. You're listening. You're listening. Good night. Okay, you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks is proud to announce the 2021 line of Lund and Low boats, all powered by Mercury Motors, are coming in weekly. But many of these boats are pre-sold, and if you want to ensure that the boat of your dreams with a Mercury motor will be here when you want it, you need to act now. With assembly plants building boats with Mercury Motors on back order and long delivery dates, you need to stop in at Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills or call them at 708-798-9700 and don't miss out on ordering the boat of your dreams from Waterworks. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Jim Crowley from HookandHuntTV.com shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why to be a better angler and hunter. You will enjoy his approach to the outdoors that will help you be a better sportsman. Watch him on HookandHuntTV.com, online at Pride Outdoor Network, on Roku, and on Firestick TV. Own your own boat and want to make your next walleye trip to Port Clinton enjoyable? Then call Bay's Edge at 419-734-3016 and enjoy a beautiful townhouse with a full kitchen, sleeping for seven, spacious living quarters, a private deck on a huge pond full of the biggest fish you will ever see and catch, all catch and release. But you can also pull your own boat right next to the townhouse and recharge your batteries to be ready for that next day to catch that walleye of a lifetime. Once you stay at BaysEdge.com, you won't stay anywhere else. For more information, call 419-734-3016 or go to BaysEdge.com and be amazed of Lake Erie's best-kept secret, BaysEdge.com. 
You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700, Paul's Pizza in Westchester on 31st and Wolf Road, Diamond Ghost Charters at diamondghostcharters.com, hookandhunttv.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the knowledgeable sportsman, Ren Lake Area Tourism at visitrenlake.com and enjoyrenlake.com. Bizbaits, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. You can get them at bizbaits.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Well, now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fire. I was listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Whether it's cool. Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And let's get into some fishing and outdoor information. And yes, the Aiden Fishing Report. I won't just I have to have that, otherwise I'll get hate mail every Saturday morning. <laughs> but here it goes. Uh in Indiana, the 2021 Indiana State Park passes, lake permits, off-road cycling permits, and horse tags are now available at the property offices and front gates, or you can go online in Indiana to shopinstateparks.com. A resident annual entrance permit costs $50. A non-resident annual entrance fee for visitors who live outside the state costs $70. Annual entrance passes are valid for the entrance to state museums, historic sites, uh, or the falls of the Ohio Interpretive Center, and it gets you into all those places, okay? In Wisconsin, preliminary data, preliminary data from the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources shows that the hunters harvested 4,129 bear during the 2020 Wisconsin black bear season. That's an increase from the 3679 reported in 2019. Congratulations to all those hunters who did so well. A standby control hunting in Illinois uh, on the state sites will not be available this year. Hunters will need to acquire a reserved controlled pheasant hunting permit to hunt on controlled pheasant hunting sites. Reserved controlled pheasant hunting permits can be acquired through the online reservation system available on the controlled pheasant hunting website at the link called dnr2.illinois.gov backslash controlled hunt. That's important. Or just go to the website and type in controlled hunt and you'll get it. Uh, This way they're going to be easier for hunters to get out there and you can get reserve a permit up until 12 noon the day before. That's really good news. Okay. And they're doing that just because they want to make sure COVID and everything else. Well, here we go. This is the Aiden Fishing Report. Can't miss that. (laughs) Oh, here it goes. Hey, Papa, trick or treat. What's my treat? Any new lures? Question mark, question mark, question mark. 
than a smiley face. It's been cold and wet, but it's getting better, I hope. Mr. Roberts told me that he was at the St. Joe River and the guys in boats were on the water, deep enough water, took some steelhead and walleye in the river and the shore guys by Berrien Springs Dam found some steelhead. Not a lot, but it's getting to get better. Bob's dad went to the South Haven Pier and caught some whitefish on spawn, but not a lot, uh, but enough for, for dinner for me and them. Ha, 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 ha. Um, this kid's starting to try to show a comedy now. Dad and I went to the Grand River, River by the 6th Street Dam in Grand Rapids, and I saw a few Chinook, Coho, and Steelhead near the area the guys had on stringers or in coolers. Most were using spawn, flies, and one guy said he was using a purple and black egg-sucking leech, but he lost it on the last fish he had on, but I'm not sure if he was fibbing to me. Linda's... (laughs) Linda Sue's dad was on the Muskegon River, had some steelhead in the lower parts. He was using fresh spawn and flies. Remember, Papa, trick or treat for fishing treats. I love you, Aiden. <laughs> and the Aiden Fishing Report is sponsored by our friends at Waterworks Marine at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about outdoor stuff going uh, fishing stuff that's going on. It's pretty much lake trout season in most of the area of, of Lake Michigan. Uh, that's what you're going to be getting. The salmon are, I'm going to have to say, they're pretty well done. Uh, in Chicago, there were a few casters at Montrose, Belmont, and Diversity. Uh, in Diversity, they're getting some bluegill. Woo, I like that. And steelhead in Montrose for some of the casters. That's a good sign to see, too. That's always good. Northwest Indiana, the steelhead are improving at the mouth of the streams, and a few are running up now. Best baits have been spawn and steelhead jigs tipped with baits. Our Lake Erie report is sponsored by our friends at Mark1Sportfishing.com and BaysEdge.com out of Port Clinton, Ohio. Give them a call, Misty, at 419-635-6326. Tell them Chauncey sent you. Uh, walleye have been biting very well from the Kelly Island area all the way to, to Laurent. Uh, the best presentations are crankbaits, but you're running at 2.0 to about 2.3 miles an hour. Good numbers were around the South Bass and Kelly Islands. We found some good-sized fish on the sets that were 50 to 100 feet behind. Uh, bandits, golds, and those bright green colors from our Tommy Harris spoons are really good things to try this time of the year. Okay, we're also seeing some action going on for inland trout. A few fish are still left in the forest preserves of Cook County. We have Axehead Blue, Bussy North, Green, Horsetail, Sag Quarry East, and Largemouth Bass. We're hitting some golden roaches. Pretty much anything small for those trout, but those bass like those golden roaches. Crappier best on minnows and artificial baits. Channel Lakes, crappier in those channel ba- areas, and that's where I would definitely concentrate on the using either a small white jig, cubby mini might something like that, a little twister tail, or you can use a minnow. But even those artificials are doing very well. Fish around a lot of those piers, you'll be surprised at what you're going to get in those back channels. Uh, pretty much about on or an ice jig, about a foot under that bobber. That's what to go with. If you're looking for some crappie action, definitely go to Wren Lake at enjoywrenlake.com. My buddies down there are saying artificials are working best around the 154 bridge. Minnows will work, but not as well. 
Uh, largemouth bass are still doing very well near those rocks and bridges. Uh, golden roaches and some crankbaits are the top baits. Bluegill are fair, small jigs. Uh, you need to be working those areas, but really everybody's checking out and working hard for those crappie this time of the year. I like that action. Dave Dewey was fishing uh, Delavan Lake for us, and he's one of the guides up there at 262-728-8063. He said, these cooler days are really dropping water temps, and walleye are still off those main lake points in 22 to 24 feet of water. They can be caught on a Lindy Rig uh, night crawlers with a 24-inch you know, leader on it. Northern Pike action has been pretty steady. Fish are in the Weed Flats and in front of Lake Long Lodge and the Highland Bay Largemouth Bass. Guess what, folks? They're just slow. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen for the Largemouth Bass, it seems, for a while right now. That's a good sign. Wolf River, Wisconsin, poor. I'm really meaning that poor. It's a real fast report. <laughs> Only a few fish in the area. You got to think about that. We, uh, Aiden mentioned about the Berrien Springs Dam. But White Lake, there's some good perch and bluegill action being taken, which I'm pretty active about, pretty happy. So that should do quite well. And uh, if you're fish fishing the Fox River, you need, you need they'll be looking to the Pier, Wisconsin. It's all a nighttime bite for all the anglers out there. It really is a nighttime bite for them, and you'll see that action there. Well, we've covered fishing, hunting, camping, napping in a hammock. And a lot of other things. And don't forget to tell all your friends to tune in to us. Well, I can hear the flute playing. So that means it's time for our Native American proverb. This one comes from the Osage Nation. It's an Osage proverb. We are friends. We must assist each other to bear our burdens. We are friends. We must assist each other to bear our burdens. How very, very, very true. Hey, uh, you know, I know COVID's going to mess up a lot of trick-or-treating and the people out there and all kinds of things. Uh, if your town allows it, do it properly if you can. If it doesn't, it's okay. Let us all trick-or-treat healthy and safety next year. Uh, it will be okay. And as a matter of fact, I want to tell all my friends out there, remember what we're supposed to do on Tuesday. If you don't, look at your calendar. It says what we're supposed to do. And once again, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storms, the fish we catch. We really are borrowing it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. <laughs>